Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Not on the Barks Facebook page. That'd be bad. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we just had a little YouTube exclusive. If you missed that one, you got to go over to the YouTubes, everybody. What's up? Welcome to uh, 127 of Kramer and Jess Uncensored. In case you are new to this or maybe forgot who we are, allow us to reintroduce myself. My name is... Oh, my God. What, what is, is happening right what, now? What does the song say? Is it Hove? It's yes. Hove, right? It's Thank you. Yes. Oh, my God. I had to think for a second. What is it? Is it Hove? Is it Hove? H to the O-V? Is it literally? H to the Izzle? <laughs> oh, my God. Hello. Welcome to the Uncensored Podcast. It's like the close friends feature on Instagram, how you are very particular on how you show your entire life to, and that's how we feel about you if you're listening. H to the Izzle. No. Wait, what was the next part? H to the Izzle. We're v not. V to the N-A, right? Mm. Yeah, see? Y'all act like your boy. You you, you guys, I know y'all think I'm some weird old washed up dude. I'm not. No, Bro. we don't think you're old. I washed up, yes. <laughs> weird, yes. Not old. Your boy used to get down. Y'all don't even know. I need to call people from my past. To y'all get y'all some stories about how wild your boy used to be. Even Jess, you didn't really know me as wild. Like by the time you met me, I was I was already married. Like my mm-hmm. y'all don't know the twenties version of me. Yeah, I think that's the what everyone everyone has that same story. So I assume that you also had that lifestyle. And if you feel the need to to do that, that's but, fine. But no one is asking, and no one really feels the need to delve into that chapter. But can you imagine it? <laughs> like you even because I I, I have need a to call hard all time. These people. I'm gonna call you guys. Need it? Like no one. I have not asked. Hassan has not asked. No, because I'm saying. No trying to prove like, anything. I I even have a hard time thinking that like that was me. You know what I mean? I'm like, was that was that actually the way this guy, me today, acted like back in the day? And I'm but like, doesn't every single person go through yeah. that kind of like metamorphosis? Yeah. Hello, Miley Cyrus is releasing a song on Friday that's literally about that exact thing. It's kind of crazy, right? Yeah, everyone goes through it. So welcome. Uh, we've uh, been gone for a couple of weeks. Uh, we were at Morning Show Boot Camp, and mm-hmm. then we were, uh, Jess was sick the next week, and we was just too much trying. I was thinking about maybe doing a Thursday show, but- uh, Yeah, we haven't done Uncensored in been, two weeks. This is now the third week. This has been three weeks off since we've seen you guys, so welcome back. In case you don't know, we also have a YouTube show that you can watch and interact live. Veronica's here. Hi, Veronica. Hi, Hi. Erica. Hi. Here's Isabel's with us. Hi, Tina. Uh, Amber's singing along with us. You know, it, if you remember, if you know how- <laughs> V to the Oh, she typed it out. Amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to actually read V to the Ize. Yeah, Love that's, it. that's really, that's really impressive. Thank you. And Brent Celia's here as well. Hey. Hey. 
Uh, so what I thought we would do is I'm going to tell you really quick. I'm going to start this because if you've read the title of this podcast, you're probably going to wonder what in the world we're talking about. The second half of today's show is going to be an interview that we recorded with a guy here in Maryland that is 38 years old. He's never had sex, but he has 25 kids. And that almost sounds like a really shitty riddle. You know what I mean? You're like, how is that possible? But no, it's true. And we'll get into a story in a little bit, but just know that's coming up later on in the uh, the podcast. Uh, let's do a life catch up though, before we get there, because I know that we've missed a couple of weeks with you guys and we'll kind of catch you up with how life has been for us and any big things you've missed uh, in, in the meantime. Jess, last couple of weeks, other than being sick. Uh, morning show boot camp. Obviously, we went to together in Dallas, and I'm sorry, but and I, I, I'm open to going to Dallas again in another season. But I never want to go to Dallas in the summer again. It was Y'all, rough. That was my first time experiencing that kind of heat, and the best way I can describe it is when you open the oven and you're cooking something, and that hot air hits your face. Except it feels like that from the minute you wake up to the minute you go to sleep. And Kramer and I uh, tried to stay like, it was a four minute Uber away from the hotel so we could save money. And we're like, oh, it's fine. Like we'll walk over. It's totally chill. We couldn't even walk. I yeah. could not even walk from the hotel it was so hot, y'all. to where all the, the convention was happening because I would have sweat my face off and like we would have sweat through our clothes. It was insane. So I know that we've got some Phoenix people that listen because I used to live in Phoenix and some of you guys have followed us over here. So, uh, I, Dallas heat is way different than any. Now, keep in mind, I've lived in some hot ass places. I lived in Florida, y'all. Mm-hmm. Like I've lived in Phoenix. It's I lived. God, it feels like you're suffocating, kind of. But Dallas heat is like is like no other because you, you, it's hot as hell. It's 108 degrees both days, right? But it's also humid. Mm-hmm. So it's not like in Florida, it'd be like 90 and humid. And that was terrible, right? In Phoenix, it'd be 120 with no humidity. And that would also be terrible. But when you're at 108 with humidity, yeah. the only way I can describe it is like my body literally, like without thinking about it, I'd walk outside and it would immediately be like, where's the fire? You're in danger. Yes. Did you not get the same it feeling? Like where that. your body's like, something's wrong. This is not right. We should not be staying in this. Uh, so that but, was not, but that was other not than it. the other than the heat, everyone there was very nice. Well, like any any sort of like when I went to a restaurant to eat or like all of the Uber drivers, like yeah. everyone was super kind. Yeah. No, um, I was down I was down with Dallas. Yeah. Uh not I don't think that I could do a summer. I mean, we could, of course we could. I that's what I said about Phoenix too, and I figured Tampa figured that out. It was hot, but um what did you do you are you ready to concede that you weren't actually sick when you got back, you were just dehydrated? Well, I don't know because everyone got sick after boot camp. There was like a weird strain of COVID slash just sick. There was a bunch of people that got sick after uh, after boot camp. And like, yeah. could I have been dehydrated? Absolutely. Because it was just four days of me like raging all night and then waking up and just <laughs> drinking, drinking coffee, coffee to stay awake. And like then also having alcohol just for fun during lunchtime <laughs> and then drinking more coffee for the next panel. Like I, I just went, I got so excited because I have not seen so many people in so long. And I just don't ever, I rarely go out like that anymore. So to have like four days back to back and I just was like, I'm going to go to emo night. I've never felt more alive in my life. I'm on stage. I'm like dancing to Paramore. I'm like living my dreams. Not, not, not one ounce of water for four days. Not one sip of water. Even the ice cubes you spit out just to make sure that you didn't have anything of vegetable. Just just living and thriving off of Moscow mules and caffeine. (laughs) And all, and I drank so much because some of these parties are free. So I'm like, do, 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 do as much as I can. Right. Well, with something we didn't talk about, and even you and I didn't talk about this behind the scenes, I just thought about how was the separation from Garage Boy? 
Was it rough? Because now <laughs> I know y'all know this, but in case you're it's so bad. You're, I'm, so, I'm so no, I just want everyone to know I know that this is ridiculous. Okay. I'm fully Good. aware. So I don't want you guys thinking like I'm over here being like, girl, I, what are you talking about? Like I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And even talking about it, it's giving me anxiety. Thinking about it, I know that this is a problem, and I know it's just something that I need to handle. She uh, a smidge, uh, maybe more than that, codependent in her relationship. Her and Garage Boy, they they go everywhere together. So anytime there's a separation, we always have to go on like watch to make sure everybody's okay with this. We were sad. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me why that man recorded a podcast. The title is "My Fiance Left Me." Yes, no. I saw yes, that. He did. I saw that. Yes, Wait, literally, Amber hopped in right here. Look at Amber on our YouTube show. Garage Boy dropped a whole episode called yep. "My Fiance." <laughs> left me same thing and everyone about wait what was i didn't i, I subscribed but i didn't listen what, what was he talking about because it was only just because we went to dallas wow that's it wow. and even and uh, even like i just felt so bad because he was just was he like, mad at you for going no, no he was not mad at all it's just both of us are just like codependent yeah. on each other we yeah, are right. and he was even like honestly i wouldn't mind like next time like if i you know i can come along while you go do oh, your you thing you don't want that you oh know? my god you don't want that dude I, I brought my ex-wife to one of those things one time you don't want that it's just like they, first off it's too much okay can i just say he here's the thing and this is and this is how he is he would literally have zero issue sitting in a hotel room all day and like watch lying TV. on the bed oh, yeah. watching TV while I'm out like mm-hmm. running the streets and then like coming with me to emo night with everyone like I, that's how he he would have zero issue being alone but just because we're in the same place it would be fine do you know do you know it's a problem like when you hear that are you like is it yeah is that yeah it's a problem yes. or does he just like being in hotel rooms there, no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> does he like being in Dallas the codependency issue is the is the problem as we're talking about or like, are we just real we're just best friends uh, that's, he's my best friends no 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 even best friends need separation to be with me all the time okay, wait so walk me through honestly like like all bs aside walk me through like the emotions of being away with him how did it really affect you for because you guys were you left wednesday midday yeah and you got back on saturday right yes midday, no no we late, got like night? saturday at like 10 p.m okay tell walk me through the emotions of it well, he dropped me off at work Wednesday morning, so we could have like one last goodbye. No. Well, aside from so my car didn't have to be here okay. over the weekend, okay. but he was like, "I'll totally take you to work on All my right. way, so we can like, so I can just like be with you or whatever." Sure. And I'm like, "Yay!" <laughs> um, so that was fine, and and you know, I I had a good ass time. I was living my life, but I still missed him every day. How how much did you guys communicate while you were away from each other? Um. Morning and then in the middle of the day when I went home to change because I was uh, always sweating through my clothes. And Did you then, guys have a plan where you like every day we're going to talk at this time and this time and this time or it was just a free flow? Just like a free flow. Mm-hmm. Like when I woke up, hey, what's up? I'd go back changing FaceTime. Hey, what's up? And then I'd let him know when I got back because also because I was like by myself too. Yeah. So it was more so just like, That's I mean, not, not that he could do anything. He's like in a different state, but just because like I wasn't like with Stephanie or like what and you and I. Just because we were doing different things, it's not like we are rarely in the same place unless we were like yeah. at the panels. But trust me, I literally had Jess's location the whole time that I was in Dallas because I was like, I just wanted because I was going to get there later than her and leave earlier than her. Classic me, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was like, I just, I even felt obligated, almost in a sense, because I knew how anxious you were going to be about being away from him. I wanted to make sure that like I had my eye on you at all times, so that like you were, I would check that thing probably. 
10 times. So he got oh, wow. me. Yeah, I was worried. He got me two different devices. And like, aside from like, whatever you guys want to say, this is actually a really good idea, I think, for just like women if you're staying alone somewhere. Yeah. Um, he got me this door stopper where if the door opens without you opening it, it sets off an alarm. Oh, okay. And then he got me this other lock where you put it in the door lock to where no matter what, someone on the outside cannot unlock the door. It's not a bad idea. Okay. So he got me those two things since I was like staying by myself. Yeah, I think especially if you're a woman who is not not used to being alone. Yeah. Right. Um uh I think that's that's probably a wise and some investment nights that to make. you you cuz you and I stayed at the hotel together but like the first night we I didn't see you and then you left early so it's right. like I didn't know anyone there right. and I was like far away from like the group too. you know when you guys went out I was I was I was Which literally I'm, paranoid I'm not gonna do next time and that's even just taking away just like me like wanting to be with Garage Boy I did not like I don't mind being on my own but I wish I was at the hotel yeah. with everybody yeah, else right. and so next time I'm definitely gonna do that because yeah. I didn't like that I get it I get it I'll tell you one funny story from boot camp but this actually is more sad than anything so uh, <laughs> I was. I packed my stuff, you know, really quick. And I don't, I don't bring a lot of stuff with me. But I've had the same toiletry bag for, I, I don't know, y'all, like 150 years now probably. Probably since, I would say at least 15 years, oh, right? I mean, it's, it's old. Could it's super old, right? not be me. Right? Absolutely not. So when, I, when I'm when i there, uh, I'm just, I the, maybe it's the, I don't remember if it's the second, the first night or second night, I'm, I'm brushing my teeth and I look over in this toiletry bag. And in the very top of it, I see two condoms. Uh, and... <laughs> When did they expire? <laughs> I had to think about this. I was like, God, when did I put these condoms in here? I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, what's the expiration date on those bad boys? I put these condoms in this bag, Radio Boot Camp of 2018. Wow. <laughs> oh. Wait, you didn't go. It was 28 to 2017. It was something. I mean, it was like, it was when I was in San Diego. No. It wasn't it wasn't the last year you guys all went. It was the year before that. So it was probably 2017 then. It was the year that I don't think my other co-host went that year. Uh, I think I went by myself that year. Okay. If I remember so correctly. it was before San Diego. It wasn't the weird year you went. But it's before San Diego, right? No, it was in San Diego. Oh. But I think I was by myself that year. Okay. I don't remember. But anyway, it's it, 2017, 2018. I don't remember. It was like post it was either Just like it, on the prowl. I think it was in the separation phase mm-hmm. where I'm like thinking some just shit was going to go just down. Just in case. Yeah, shit goes down at boot camp. Let me take two. Just You just never know. Y'all, same one still sitting in there. Ew. Still sitting in there. Check the expiration date. Away. Check the expiration date. 2021. Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that so, doesn't work. It's been oh a cruel, my God. cruel couple summers, like, uh, like Taylor said. Uh, anything <laughs> else from boot camp that... Aside paying extra $25 for my carry-on Southwest bag, which is good quality, by the way. I will be using that. Talk about that really quick. We talked about it on the radio show, but I know we haven't caught up on the podcast. Everybody was giving me shit about the size of my suitcase for like four days. And I'm thinking this is completely normal. And I don't regret anything that I brought because I pretty much used it all aside from maybe like three extra outfits because it was just insane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when I got to BWI, it weighed 56 pounds and it can only weigh 49 point something, by the way. Yeah. Okay. And they were yeah, like, they don't fuck with that either. No, like you hit it, it's over. Your life's over. It's yeah. like it's like forty nine point zero 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 one. You're paying mm-hmm. the extra fee. Yeah. And so she was like, either you can pay seventy five dollars to keep all your shit in here, or you can pay twenty five dollars for a Southwest duffel bag. And I'm like, 
why is this happening? Because everything that I'm bringing, like this is normal to me, like all my regular toiletry things. Like mm-hmm. I usually bring these many outfits, shoes, purses, whatever. And Garage Boy was like, half of your stuff is always in my suitcase. That's true. So that's why you're yeah. over. And I was like, Literally, when I would travel with my ex-wife, we'd, we'd have like two 50-pound bags. I would have eight pounds of stuff total. You know what I mean? She'd have literally like 92 pounds of things to bring with her. It's tough. Like that, Even that that separation of like you're having the comforts of having two bags, you yeah. know? Then all of a sudden you're like, wait, I can only bring a normal-sized suitcase. Mm-hmm. I literally gave just shit because I was like – It's normal size. Bro, that like it, that was a big-ass suitcase to you. We're not talking – we're not even talking medium size. I mean, it was large. It was normal. It was family of four style and just literally very packed normal. that thing to the very top. And she'd be all right. She, well, she, she got it's literally over 50, but that's really smart at Southwest though, too. Business wise, think about that. Cause no one's going to, no one's going to opt for the $75, right? No. And instead of people trying to like frantically. Here's your bag. And we're also getting signage cause you're going to use this again. And it's going to say Southwest Exactly. On Plus it. you get, right. that bag didn't cost them $25. That bag probably cost them two cents and they're making totally. 25 bucks off of, you know, off of nothing. They're thinking they're doing you a favor. You almost feel like it's a favor, right? The 25 bucks for a bag. Cool. This is great. That's true. Hassan, we missed your birthday. The big two nine, this guy right here. Happy birthday. Thank you. It was the 17th? Correct. Look at that. So bad with birthdays, but somehow I remembered that. You got miles, but not just. I know. <laughs> I don't even know how I remember that. Did you, did you tell him happy birthday? I did. Mm-hmm. Did you? Yes. Okay. Uh, so tell us, run us down your, your 29 birthday activities. How did everything go? It was absolutely normal because I had to work that day. Oh, <laughs> the worst. But no, what day I, of the no. week was that? It was a Thursday. Okay, oh. yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Ain't nothing normal. Yeah. I rather, honestly, I have no problem working the day of my birthday. It's just probably I will take off the next day or that weekend. Probably won't work. What'd you do on the weekend? Um. Can you talk about it or no? A person and got drunk. Oh. Okay, a person. Mm-hmm. We're not even gonna say male or female. Just a person. I don't know if they identify as. A oh, okay. All right, that's it's, fair. Yeah, what do you say if you're not sure? Do you say a person? Like that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I just say a person. Oh, that's they, nice. That's nice. That's, know, that's very. That's very forward of you. That's very forward thinking on that. Yeah. Uh, but was that person um, uh, a good experience? Had, did Did you know this person was this a first time? First time. First time. Met yeah. them um, out, or you already yes. you knew this was coming. You met them while you were out. Yes. And you. Slept. I mean, it, it was a combination of I knew it was coming, but. It was the first time. Okay, so you crossed that line. Got it. So you knew that. this person. Yeah. Oh. How long have you known this person? Like, is it like, is this like a dating app thing? Was this like a friend? Yes. Okay. Like two months. Okay. Two months. Okay. And how? And, and all in all, it was good. You were happy with it. Yes. Okay. That sounds like a pretty good birthday. It is was. it just for like funsies or like more? Good question. You don't know? Funsies. Okay. I don't know who's going to be. I honestly, between Hassan and I, I don't know who's going to be in a relationship last. It's like the battle between <laughs> Probably you. Probably you. <laughs> it's like the Actually, battle. Hassan, I don't think we've ever even asked like your opinion on being in a relationship and if even that's something that you want to do and like want to be in. Yeah, where in are that you timeline. Right I wouldn't mind being in a relationship. It okay. doesn't matter. It's just I'm probably it's going to be hard for me because I don't want kids. Okay. It does get tricky. Yeah, the kid thing is tricky. Yeah, like I don't want to have kids. Mm-hmm. Like if, if wait, do you want to? You want to be with a, You want to be with a woman then? You want to be a in, guy? You don't care either way. Oh, no. but you're saying, but so if you're with a guy though, is that still a point of contention? Well, of, some guys do. Some they want to adopt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. no. Some kids or some kids. I mean, some guys want to have 
like surrogate, surrogate, okay. and go through an extra woman yeah. and raise the baby and stuff like that. Yeah. In that case, I will I will rather adopt because I don't want to deal with the baby years. Yeah. Mm. I want to start at five. So you would compromise okay. but at a certain age. Yeah. Okay. It's like how I feel about puppies. Like I don't They're want five a puppy. and up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll even adopt a teenager. I'm fine yeah. with that. Like I don't I don't need I don't need to go through all that. What do you do you think you'll end up with a, with a man or a woman? It's hard to say. You don't know yet. You you're completely that's that's is that it's kind of nice? Yeah. That's gotta be nice. Yes and no. So we we I'm I'm sorry, you consider yourself bisexual or Yes. What is pansexual? I forget what pansexual is. Uh gen any all genders all, okay so it doesn't matter to. so you're bi so you're you're either male male or female right either one you're you're okay with but it's, does that make it more complicated or less complicated because you can literally date anybody like there's no you know with me it's like well i'm, I'm attracted to women so obviously i'm not gonna pursue a, a sexual or romantic relationship with a guy with you you're like i could date guys i could date girls i don't know if that makes it better or worse when it comes to like trying to pick somebody it's a little bit of both yeah. In my eyes, it's yeah. a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, because for me, it's just like it it goes either way. Yeah. It's just as long as we respect each other, mm-hmm. we like each other. Mm-hmm. So. You you've been in a relationship before though, yeah. Once. And it was with a guy or a girl. Girl. And how did you feel like that experience was? It was fine. It's yeah. just I knew it was going to end well because she wanted to stay. In a place, and oh, I was yeah. moving. That's tough. That's so always that's tough. why I knew it was going to end. And I'm not doing long distance relationships. No, I can't. Boy, I'm no, tell I'm you. I'm gonna like, tell you. <laughs> I'm somewhat like just of a codependency issue. Yeah. But I can deal with not. We could live in the same. We could live in one state apart. Like if I live in Maryland, she lives in Virginia. That's fine. Yeah. We could see each other every week. Because it's so close weekend. out here. Exactly. It's, it's a way you could do weekends, different time zones. Exactly. Yeah. That's one thing. Once you're more than. A ro- like a day a time trip zone and a de- yeah. If you're more than a day trip away, then I can't be with you, dude. That's, nothing yeah. brings out my insecurities more than a long distance relationship. Honest right. to God, like it Ugh. is, it makes me. It sucks. It brings out like, I, and I already have it's like hard. a bunch of insecurities, but I swear to God, you want to just just fuel the flames, put me in a long distance relationship. Empower to anybody that can do that, and do it successfully. Yes. Absolutely. There, there, I, there, there are types. My brother did it with his fiance for, when that's now husband, for um, like I think five years. And we're talking, mm. my brother lived in uh, Atlanta, New York, and then his fiance husband lived in London and South Africa. Oh, God, no. Oh, so like, yeah, they saw each other like once a quarter. You know what I mean? So like, I... Bro, I could. I just. It's hard. It's anybody on watching YouTube done a long distance. How did that turn out for those that are successful? I'm really proud of y'all because I know right. that shit took work. Mm-hmm. I know that's not something y'all just stumbled into and were like, "Oh yeah, this is cool." This our is- long, our long distance was just from Sacramento to San Diego, and already, and that was already that, like difficult. That, that drive you crazy? Yeah, I mean, well, I think it just sucked. Like, it, well, maybe it was different, obviously, because it was long distance, and that was our getting to know each other phase. Yeah. So that's, and I think that's different for eight months, and it's like a two-hour flight, which was easy. And then driving eight hours. Okay, I was about to ask, as someone who never lived in California, what's the what's the difference? Yeah, eight hour, but, six to eight hour drive, and okay. then like an hour and a half to two hours flight. Okay. But did it yeah. make you? But did it make you a crazy person? Like, did you feel like you were a total? Because like, when I was in a long distance relationship, y'all, I literally like didn't even recognize this. Like by the way I was acting, I was like, who like what is it brought that? out of you? It brought out the absolute <laughs> deepest, darkest traumas <laughs> of like trust mm-hmm. that I've ever had before. Like the littlest things, I'd be like, wait, wait, who was who was that? Wait, you were wait, wait, why didn't you answer? Wait, why can't you talk? It was like. Ugh. 
I did not like that version of me at all. Yeah. Do you feel like you turned crazy or? No, and that's only just because we we were the same, and like we both were like this. We every this every every single night we watched The Office together. When because it was kind of like in the middle or like COVID just yeah. happened, mm-hmm. so they did that like screen sharing thing, right? And so like we had a system, and again, it's not like I was like call me at this time and I'll call you at this time. It just happened organically where. Every night we would watch a show together, and then we would. You guys, do you remember making fun of me because we'd like fall asleep yeah, on the phone you guys together? Watched, yeah, yeah. We'd f- fall asleep on the phone together, and then we'd still be on the phone <laughs> when up. we woke up. And then so we would talk when we woke up, and then we'd be talking during the day. And it was just like I'm like that, and he's like that, and it just worked. And if it's like if I was like that and he wasn't like that, it'd probably be terrible. Be tough. Yeah. What's up, Sam? What's up? It's been a second. Hey. Sam said my friend was, this is our YouTube show. Sam said, uh, my friend was in a long distance from San Diego to London for five years. Traveled two to three times each year. They're getting married next weekend. Okay. Yay. So like, it's yeah. possible, but it, man, I'll tell you like, more for power me, to them. Mm-mm. No. Can't do it. Make Especially cross continent. No, I can't do bro. that. Like, have you ever done long distance or no? You, no. You, you just know it's not. I know, no. I, th- to me, it was like, this is, this is how I define a long distance relationship is if you like to fight and not have sex, a long distance relationship <laughs> is great for you because you literally get the worst of relationships. You get the absolute worst part. You don't get to spend time with anybody. For, and listen, some people it works for, you'd almost think that like, me who likes to be alone because I love yes. to be alone. Yes. You almost think I would it, almost it, think that, that was that's what you would be yeah, that's thriving what you prefer that. Yeah. with that space. Honestly, I think that Wait, so what do you want? So like if when she is in the same place, are you gonna be like, I need my space, but like just thank God that you're here? Is it gonna is it kinda like that? I, th- I think they might need a, two different bedrooms. I th- yeah. Yeah. Two different houses. I'm, I'm telling you, this, this next relationship is going to be different, like totally different, than, and probably <laughs> not traditional at all. But um, that's fine. I I don't know the answers. I don't know. Mm. I think it's because I didn't know anything that was going on ever. I didn't really like know her friends anyway. I didn't really know who these people were, you, and so oh yeah. I think with Garage Boy and I to our that benefited us is like he's in my hometown right all my family's there and i know all the people he's hanging out with because i'm friends with all of those people so when he's like saying names i know who they are right so that's something that definitely helped us too i just it i already have like i said insecurity issues but for some reason not knowing who what where made me like a million times crazier trying to like control like where well well who is this person like what is your relationship like what what did y'all talk about because you didn't know anything about like the personal life really right i think now i have like this this like kind of weird um like i love hearing garage boy on the phone because it just reminds me of like because that was basically our relationship for eight months so even to this day when he's on the phone i just like hearing him on the phone because y'all got hit with covid and then yeah and that's all it was yeah that's true that's weird Okay, I thought this little first part was going to be short. It was not, but uh, that's classic us. Let's take a break and we'll come back and explain this 38-year-old man here in Maryland that has 25 kids but's never had sex before. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, I'm going to read you these notes and I'll... The story actually is is different than, the, yes. than than the story that we were given. Than what's than what's circulating, and even on the on the prep site that's like released nationally, they yeah. had that shit fucked up. So I'm going to read this to you. This is this is a summed up version of the from the Daily Mail, and the Daily Mail's headline is exclusive. I'm a 38 year old virgin, and uh, but I fathered 25 kids. Software engineer who loves kids but hates sex has unique method to not miss out on fatherhood. Okay. I mean, that's pretty much it. This, this kind of breaks it down a little bit more. But it says, uh, Drew Sullenberger, a Maryland resident who considered himself asexual, has been donating his quote-unquote seed for the past 16 years. And then those donations have led to 25 pregnancies for women all over the U.S. The software engineer claims he has no romantic attraction to either sex, but admits that he wanted to be a father. So why doesn't he have children of his own? Well, we'll kind of get into that part. So, okay. yeah, so that's that half of that part is all wrong. Yeah, so he is not asexual he is aromantic mm-hmm. and, and that was the first time i had ever learned that term didn't Same. even didn't even know that was a thing so he's going to explain that and i'll be honest like jess and i i said listen let's record this interview and see where it goes because i i will also be honest that when i found out that we were doing this i felt some type of way yeah uh just because it was not my first choice because I have just, just things that I've read online and things that I've heard. And I hate that I have this feeling and I think it kind of goes along with anything in the, in, in the crazy world that we live in. I've just heard some scary stories about when it comes to being a donor sure. and like what men have done um, with women and like used it like for controlling and like just how, how they treated it and like trying to try to solicit sex and just all these things. And so with the headline and then like reading the article and I hate that I already was like, I don't want to do this. This makes me feel uncomfortable because I don't know how it's going to be. Right. Um, and it's a very interesting interview and you learn a lot because half of that story the Daily Mail shared is not actually his situation. Right. I didn't, you know, I think when I got done, I asked you, the first thing we did when we turned off the t- recording with him was like, how did you feel about that? And I think his story is really interesting. You know, I think it's a very, um, I didn't get like creepy vibes per se. I think it's obviously a very interesting lifestyle that somebody would choose to to do that. But I, you know, he talks, you'll, you'll hear part of this where he's talking about, not getting caught up with like bad people and he seems like it's almost his mission to like not make this a creepy thing you know and he mm-hmm. even acknowledges that which was shocking to me yeah. and for him to do that i was like okay so this is actually known in the donor world right that this is a stigma because i was thinking about it too as we and I, don't, I don't remember if i talked about this or not in this interview but 
I even mentioned like that's such a vulnerable state to be in anyway. Like if you're a woman trying to get pregnant and like I could see how you could easily get caught up in some kind of shitty situation because Mm -hmm. you're just so desperate to, you know, to have a kid. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad he points that out. And that kind of that like dropped my guard. I feel like feeling like, okay, I feel like he's got good intentions here. Anyway, this is a, our very interesting interview, and you can listen to it. We're going to end the podcast uh, with that. YouTube, obviously, you'll have to go and watch or go listen to the uh, the actual podcast today. But uh, here's the interview. Everybody have a good rest of the week, and we'll see you next week. All right. On our show, I would like to welcome Drew. Hello, Drew. Hello. Uh, you are making headlines today because uh, of your, your kind of unique situation. <laughs> Do you want to explain to everybody why you're, you've been featured in the Daily Mail uh, so I am a known sperm donor, which means I've donated sperm for those who want to have a child and don't want to go through an anonymous process and basically know nothing about where this sperm is coming from. Yeah. I've donated for 25 different women, well, 25 different children now, mm-hmm. and there's some siblings in that mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm just happy to have people. Sure. But you yourself are a virgin. Yes, yes, I am. So that's where I think that it gets a little bit more interesting, right? And, and you and you um, consider yourself asexual. Can you explain that to people who aren't familiar with that term? Uh, so actually, I do not. Oh, I consider don't? myself aromantic. Okay. Um, it, it is easy to confuse the two, but they are slightly different. Mm. Um, by aromantic, I mean that I'm not interested in dating anyone, like oh. ever. Just yeah. isn't going to happen. Okay. Um, asexual me, I'm not interested in sex. That's actually not true. I have chosen to stay a virgin, but not because I hate the idea of sex. Right. Um, I simply feel that some recipients are more comfortable with knowing the desires of virgin, especially husbands uh, who feel challenged enough using a donor and have told me many times that they feel more comfortable knowing I'm a virgin. Oh, wow. So that's more of a sacrifice i chose to make as a donor rather than wow. simple lack of interest so in it's it. a lifestyle so being a donor is a lifestyle that you've chosen to do for the past 16 years and, and plan on doing for the rest of your life or just how long do you think um i suppose it's a lifestyle i i don't feel like it's that much of a sacrifice um as for how long i've always said that i intend to stop donating if there's ever a point where i might not, not have time to be available for the children I'm allowed to know. Okay. Um, I always prefer contact. Uh, I spent, um, I visited three different kids just in the last week because I've had a little bit of extra free time. Wow. Um, but contact is based off of the parents want it, mm-hmm. and the majority of parents don't want it. Mm-hmm. I, okay. I had contact less than a fourth of the kids I've actually helped with. Mm-hmm. Um, and as of now, it, the number of people I'm actually allowed to visit is slim enough that I'm not really, I'm not in a point where I fear I'm not going to have time for you to film. I get it. Uh, Are you, do they all live in Maryland? No, um, most of them live in Maryland or right, you know, in neighboring states right near the border. Okay. Not all. In fact, my goddaughters, who I probably have the most time with, live in Georgia. Okay. Um, and uh, I have to feel a little guilty how much money I spend flying out to them, but I do love <laughs> the time I get to spend with them. I was going to say, I bet there are some people listening right now that have kids and they're like, it's hard enough for me to keep up with three. You literally keep up with 
with eight of the 25 kids that you've been a donor for. So why why not why not just have your own kids? Is there a reason why you don't want to have like your own your own children? Well, I would love to, but again, I'm aromantic, which means I'm not getting married. I'm never going to have that standard nuclear family. Mm-hmm. Um, I consider a few other options. Um, most of them were ruled out because I'm a cheap bastard. <laughs> I, I mean, I donate all my extra money to charity. Um, oh, wow. That's important to me. Yeah. And as such, paying for a surrogate or something like that, yeah. just way too much. Adoption, too much. Even fostering, which is the thing I most considered yeah. and was close to doing, the expense in terms of having to have a better place than what I have now, which is a tiny little room with a bunch of roommates because I'm cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have to have my own place. I have to have extra bedroom. And of course, I have to spend all the money on a kid. And I honestly feel like I can do a little bit more good donating it to a charity I know would use the money well than sure. fostering. So, wow. though I fostering was definitely um, seriously considered for quite a while. And still on my maybe if I ever end up with a house of my own to do rest. Sure. What made you want to be a donor to make that decision to make it a lifestyle? Well, I love children. I have loved kids my entire life. I've been volunteering with them since high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but shortly after college was when I first realized I'm a romantic. Yeah. Before mm-hmm. that, I figured I just haven't met the right person. Mm-hmm. Eventually, after I realized maybe there just isn't the right person. I mean, yeah. you get that long without even you date anyone. And, you know, I'm I'm happy to be a romantic. It's so much less drama in my life. <laughs> but, again, that meant I wasn't going to have a nuclear family. And coming to realize I wouldn't get to be a father had bothered me some. So I was mm-hmm. really looking for some avenue for um, being involved with children in a more intimate way than my volunteering which has always been you know i basically babysit entertaining kids for a while and then they go off and live their life i wanted a more permanent i'm in your life i'm i'm guiding and directing and helping you grow into a better person sort of relationship that's that's pretty incredible Uh, i mean out of the so you you know you told me you keep in contact with eight of the 25 what's the age ranges of the of the kids that you do keep up with uh, the oldest that I see is nine. Okay. And the um, youngest? Youngest is about a year and a half right now. Okay. I visited her about three days ago. And what do they what do they call you? Like how do they understand that relationship when it comes to what like who Who you are and yeah. your place in their life? So most of them call me uncle. Okay. Um, two of them call me godfather. They're mm. sisters. Um it's pretty much the same role regardless. All but two of them know that I'm their donor. Oh. And can explain it fairly well, you know, mm-hmm. up to their level of, of development. I mean, there's a three-year-old who would tell you that I helped his mommy have him, but that's about as far as he's gotten in comprehension of what that means. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, but um, two of them don't know. Um, I've made sure they realize I'm an honorary uncle. Um, mm-hmm. One goes out of his way too far to me as honorary quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, the, you know, his parents have not chosen to explain how I became his uncle. It's not my place to explain that. So, yeah, yeah. I yeah. would love to tell him, but not till I get permission. Mm. <laughs> how does it make you feel? You know, obviously with, with, with 25, being the donor to 25 kids that are out there, the ones that you don't keep in contact with, is there some sense of sadness with that? Or is it just something you understand? Because you do keep up with, it's not like you're, you're one or the other, right? So does it have right. a certain kind of feeling when you're not able to keep up with those? 
So you have to go in understand what you're committing to. Mm-hmm. Um, even when people when I speak to a new couple and they say we want contact, I go in assuming I'm going to get no contact. It's a lot less. Oh wow! Because they may change. To, they may change their mind. Exactly. Mm. Um, actually, when I first started donating, I was more adamant about contact, and I had quite a few recipients basically lie to me. Um, and between that and some other uncomfortable experiences, in particular, someone basically claiming to have gotten pregnant when she didn't, and then claiming the kid that never existed died at at wow. six months or something. She wanted to try again. Yeah, that that was not a fun experience. Yeah, I actually came really close to not donating at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I had no contact with any kids at this point. I kept being, you know lied to and hurt and I wasn't getting what I wanted out of it yeah. and I was really close to stopping that's why I kind of readjusted my motivation to being more about helping women have more options mm. uh, while there are other known donors out there to be quite frank there's quite a few creepy ones uh, <laughs> quite a few who are more looking to take advantage of women than actually help them oh, right. I just felt we needed more sincere donors yeah. you know that would be upfront and honest so I kind of switched my motivation towards that. And as part of that, I have to go in knowing I'm probably not getting contact. I have no right to demand contacts. Mm-hmm. I love contact where I get it. I jump at the opportunity. But that has to be the parent's choice because I have to know I've given up any right to demanding anything. You know, sure. As a donor, I'm helping you. Anything you choose to share after that, I love to have, but mm-hmm. I can't expect anything from you. I can't demand anything. Right. What is there anything? That you, being, sorry, go ahead. Uh, the one catch that is, uh, there are a few kids I've gotten to meet for a little while, and then the parents pulled back contact. Mm. I do kind of miss them because you know I got to know them a little bit first. Sure, yeah. I'm still the parents right. Um, the the one that comes to mind the most, parents are very upfront in communicating everything, and I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, it's kind of hard not getting it to you know, see the kid that you kind of knew when she was little. Usually it's once the kid gets old enough to start asking questions, then sure. I'm not allowed it back because they're going to ask questions if there's someone to answer. I see. Um, but still, it's the parent's decision. I support their choice. Have you gotten to see at least pictures of every child that you, or every family that you've helped, or do they do they decide that as well? I have gotten pictures of the majority, but no, I have not actually gotten pictures of all the children. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get most of them. And I, I have quite a few on my Facebook, um, wow. which is blocked off so no one can see any details for privacy reasons. Yeah. Right. But yeah. I, I stock a few on Facebook if they've chosen to join my Facebook. Mm. I, why, like, what, is, what does this do for you? What, what, what do you get out of this whole, this whole process? Well, I guess two things. One, I, I like helping people. Like, yeah. you know, I, I donate my time, my money, my blood, my kidney. You know, I like helping people. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just helping people would be enough of a reason. Yeah. That being said, what I mostly get out of it is I get kids I I get to be an uncle or godfather for. I have a lot of kids I really love and value the time I get with them and that sure. That's more than enough to be worth doing by itself. Mm-hmm. Do you have a limit of where where you'll stop? 
Again, my limit would be if I didn't have time to have contact with the children. Okay. Okay. I have slowed down quite a bit, um, but if someone contacts me and wants my help, I kind of feel bad saying no. Mm-hmm. Um, I have in the past said no to someone kind of offhand, and she went and used a really terrible donor um, that if I know she was going to, I would have run to her because he's known to be terrible. Yeah, and had a bad experience. I felt really guilty that I basically just, you know, I I didn't even talk to her. I just Mm -hmm. said, no, I'm sorry, I'm committed right now. Right. And she had a bad experience. So now I kind of feel like I should be there to help if needed. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't want people to go and have bad experiences because I couldn't be bothered to drive a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. So there's kind of a, feeling of obligation to continue helping right. which i mean it's not like it's a terrible thing to do it's, yeah. it's not hard for me and hey maybe i'll get some more kid visits out of it so <laughs> well you know i mean obviously pregnancy can be a really tricky situation for a lot of people and for a lot of different reasons uh you know i've had people in my life that have struggled they've really wanted to have kids and have struggled having kids there are some people that you know who's for whatever there's a million reasons of why you're not able to have a kid and i think that by you stepping up and saying, "Hey, listen, I, 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 I don't want to be in a relationship. It's not, it's not who I am. But like, if I can help in this process, then I'm all about. It. I think that there's something really admirable. But that I wasn't quite sure what we were gonna get from you once we started, you know, just breaking down your story. Um, so, what do you, what do you want people to know about this process? Is there anything that like we should know when it comes to what you do? Um, so, I've been kind of big on advising women. Like I said, there's unfortunately a non-trivial number of supposed donors who are more there for their own gain. Mm. Um, a lot of them are just going to pressure and lie to get sex as a way of donating. Mm-hmm. Um, some are going to say they're going to help you and then disappear. This says there's a slight distance effort involved. Mm. Yeah. Um, there have been a few worse scenarios. I mean, there are a lot of great known donors, but for me, the thing I always try to stress is the importance of of screening donors. Mm. All too often, women go in thinking, this is so important to me that if anyone's willing to help me, they must be a saint and I owe everything to them. I shouldn't ask questions. I shouldn't inconvenience them. That's really not the approach to go in. I mean, from the donor perspective, we're all fighting for the honor of donating for you. even the donors that claim to be doing it through altruistic motives, half the donors are claiming that. And it's frankly usually not true. Yeah. And the ones that truly are altruistic tend to be the ones who are most understanding. Mm. So ask questions. Uh, I have a whole little article I've written on the standard mistakes and things to ask. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you shouldn't go this option. I think it's a great option. I want people to know about known donors. I think it's clearly superior to anonymous form. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's cheaper. You know more about what you're getting into. There's at least the opportunity for the child to meet the donor if they want to later. Um, but do your research. Yeah. And where <laughs> where, where, would that, where does that start? Where where would you recommend that even start? Well, um, I recommend the known donor registry website okay. because they give the most options for screening and filtering donors. Mm-hmm. Though, frankly, most people are using Facebook groups nowadays. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, okay. It, they're not as good in my mind, but the problem is that's what people find first, and so that's what people stick around, and 
the superior website no one finds. Yeah. Um, but uh, the main thing is ask questions. Um, don't allow anyone to make you feel guilty for asking reasonable questions. Sure. Um, ask about health history. Uh, don't get too caught up on physical features. I mean, those are nice to have, but health, personality, intelligence, those are the things that are genetic and really affect the child more than blue eyes versus brown eyes. Sure. Um, All right, final and, question. Final question. When you uh, when the holidays roll around, are you buying eight different holiday gifts? <laughs> No, um, okay. <laughs> I told you earlier, I am a cheap bastard, yeah. and you laughed at it, but you did not realize just how absurdly cheap I am. So what do they get? So no, um, I don't buy presents for any of the kids. All the kids know that. <laughs> All um, the kids know? <laughs> they're like, we have a yeah. really cheap uncle. I'm not sure who this uncle is, but he's cheap. <laughs> but uh, I... I Spend time with them. I take them to do fun stuff. And that's yeah. why I always tell them. I don't buy you things, but I take you to do fun things. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's, a, that's, that's a, more that, important. And surprisingly, it, they've all pretty much accepted it. But yeah. I think some of it is when you're really young, you just open all your presents on your birthday. You don't really think about who gave you what. Yeah. I'm not sure all of them fully register as fact not getting them presents. Sure. Mm-hmm. Wait, till, wait till they're all 16. That's going to be the problem. Where's my car? Okay. <laughs> Hey, honestly, dude, this has been way more fascinating than I even thought it was going to be. I think that, you know, what you do to help people that that need it is really fascinating. Um, So thank you for coming on here and telling your story and giving some advice on, you know, where women can go if they need these resources. Really appreciate you making time. Well, thank you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.